Our name is the RR Podcast. Five years ago, we made it our mission to bring you the latest Toku news in the craziest way possible. But after a plague of boring Tokusatsu struck, it was up to us to save our podcast. To do this, we had to do something else. We had to discuss something else. Welcome to our season six, episode eleven. Ghost jammed. <laughs> Been planning that since last week. There was a screech in the background. How dare you screech? <laughs> like say by the bell screech or No, like oh, there's gotta be another character screech named Screech. screech. Isn't it like an X-Men or something? I don't know. That's Banshee. Yeah. That's, he just screeches like <laughs> just named him Screech. <laughs> but we totally got ghost jammed by the ghost scan, so I thought, it would, like, unless I had some sort of stroke of genius, as soon as that first picture went up next week, I'm like, next week's title is definitely ghost jammed. Because that's like, pretty much we what happened. were, like, people that listened to the last episode know that I put in a laugh track and talked about how you should thank us for our hard work and sacrifice. But uh, I, I couldn't believe that when... <laughs> <laughs> like I, a part of me believed it because it just always happens. And but it was like, like a week earlier than you even said. Yeah, it was it was hysterical because I like specifically said, like, oh, it'll happen next week on Thursday because right around um, this time right here is when we would start getting the the toy catalogs based off of past years. Uh, and so that that's why I said that. And then like the day after, like the first picture started popping up, it's like. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's like it was, it's like jump the gun on you just for saying that. It's just it's it's really is kind of it's like a running joke, but it's a running joke that I feel like ninety percent of the time is true. It is so like, like like it just always happens, and it's funny because we bounced around our recording days over the years. We've recorded somewhere between Tuesday and Thursday over the period of five years, so it's not like it's any set day that causes it. It's just us. So like I told Brian, we're so unsung. Like. You're welcome, Earth. We brought yeah. you Toku news. That's kind of like bringing you bad news, but not in this case. This is the fun time where we can pretend to be optimistic about things. Yeah. The, g- can, the, the good days for about, you know, like two months or so. You, then... you can have that po- or that pre-show excitement where everyone's like a blank slate, and then you can just be excited for their suit, and there's no annoying pieces of shit to fill them, like the ninja. <laughs> it's like, oh, look at these cool suits before the five most annoying... Well, one most annoying human and four blank people invaded their suits. That his name like, it was like a wizard, and then three others. <laughs> <laughs> just I'm still like my name thing. I'm already having trouble, but any like possibility of learning people's names has been taken up by Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough work. It really is. Um, all right. Um, so that was a little mini look at the nudes, but um, sneak preview. So one ups. Uh, I got a lot more shit again. Um, it's been an awful month. Like, I don't want to talk about it. But but this is your one, I was Brian. You must. Um, I think I mentioned it last week, but the the Wave Four charger case guy here from Entertainment Earth. Um, so I got those, and then, like, I think it was Friday, 
There's something that uh, everything went up on Walmart. So I got the Packy Zord, the Ammonite Zord, the Terror Charge Zord armor, and the two bikes, Golden Graphite's bikes. Uh, so those guy here, um, I just opened those today, so that was fun. Ammonite is the coolest. He's my little snail buddy. <laughs> um, He's like Gary's cool older brother. Yeah. Larry. <laughs> Damn it, I was going to say Larry. Classic Larry. <laughs> I'll go with Terry. So I'm gonna... <laughs> Larry is my friend. <laughs> that might be it. I'm kind of looking around. I think... I think that's it. Um, so n- not as big as as last week. Um, I've got some stuff on the way, but I'll worry about that next week. Um... I think that's about it. Like it's been a it's been one of those really dull weeks where I've just not been in a mood to do anything at all. That's my constant. Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that's about it. I haven't played anything. I haven't really watched anything. I'm prepped to watch things. Like anything that's, been doing prep work for like years anything now. that's not on Netflix, I either own on DVD or like have it illegally downloaded. I'm set. Like allegedly, I, <laughs> I, I'm set to watch things. I just don't have the time to watch things. I suppose. Um, I feel like I'm forgetting a purchase, but I can't see it. If that's the case, like, I'm looking around, I don't see it. So, um, whatever it may be, I apologize, toy. But, that that's it for me. Mystery so toy tear runs down. <laughs> Go ahead. Alright, well, as I said, I did finish watching Game of Thrones, or, or what there is of it now. Um, and I did quite like it. Um, there's really no platform to talk about it, but maybe someday in the future we'll have it here but uh i think that there's some things i don't like about it but for the most part i did enjoy it i like but i mentioned this on twitter but i like i'm in this really weird like feeling right now of i'm like addicted to it so like i really want more episodes to watch and like i want to find out what happens but like at the same time i watched it so much that i'm like glad to be free because like when i would have days where i didn't have anything to do i would just leave it on all day so i was like trapped in that world and like you could have turned it off. I could have turned it off, but like every time I would be like, all right, when this episode's done, I'm going to watch like a rerun or go play Batman or whatever. And then they would end on a cliffhanger every time I said that. And <laughs> so like I, I, I liked being able to know that I could just watch whatever on TV or do whatever and not have Game of Thrones there to watch. So it's like this weird thing where I'm glad to be free, but I miss it. It's like I said, like Stockholm Syndrome of TV. Um, and... Um, yeah, so there's that. But after I did finish um, that, I finished up the the m- minimal requirements for Nightfall for Batman's like central final cutscene. Um, and I, I really wasn't going to do like the final final cutscene, which is like gives the post credits thing, which is catching all of Gotham's most wanted. So I watched the um, cutscene for it on YouTube because I was like, all right, I need to get done with this game. I have so many other games to play. Next day, I was back playing Batman because, like, I guess I'm in a huge Batman mood right now, and it's just so fun. So, 
I don't see myself 100%ing it really soon, but I'm doing like the smaller like militia missions, but the Joker ones are so in our Joker Riddler ones are so annoying that I don't know uh, when I'll get to those, but I'm hoping to get to another game soon, but I was like, yay, now I can play other games, and the next day I was right back there with Batman. Um, but uh, it's funny because I was planning on playing Skylanders next, but I'm confused as what to do because with Trap Team, I switched back to PS4, but the whole thing is that now the Wii U has the exclusive uh, Donkey Kong charger. charger. <laughs> well, it's supercharger, so that kind of works. Um for next year, so I mean, I haven't opened it yet, so I was contemplating switching my trap team to Wii U, so if I get supercharges, I get on Wii U and it all matches. So, I'm like, in, while I'm trying to decide this, I'm just playing Batman, so who, <laughs> who, who knows how long this, this like, stalemate will go on, and this is, like, the longest I've gone without playing the Skylanders game, and I know I'll get superchargers eventually, but I might wait even longer for that because I will probably end up getting Lego Dimensions, so... Yeah, I'm... <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing about that game other than the fact that I want everything. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a crisis. <laughs> it's a toy-in-the-game crisis, and... Like, with like I don't know how yet, but I, I will I will have everything. Like, I'm at least kind of interested in the next game, but, like, the crappy thing is, is the only way to get... Like, they have to handle that some kind of way because... The Wii U version replaces the main dude with Donkey Kong, but I kind of like the main like Spitfire dude or whatever his name is. And the only way to get both of them technically is the dark version, but then they're the dark version and not the real versions. These things are just so fucked up. It's annoying as hell. <laughs> it so. really is. Like it was bad enough that that Bowser and Donkey Kong were like 3DS and Wii U exclusives, and they're like, "There's dark editions." And they even <laughs> said it like that too. <laughs> And like, so now there's a dark edition for the Wii U, which is the one with Donkey Kong, I think. Yeah. And then there's a dark edition for like the normal Wii that has Bowser or something. Because uh, yeah, the the dark edition essentially comes with what you would get for the regular one with the regular Spitfire guy or whatever and Donkey Kong. So it's really annoying. Like I'm kind of hoping they, I mean, because obviously it can still only function with the Nintendo ones, but I hope they release them individually later. So that, like, if I decide not to switch back to Wii U for Skylanders, that I can still get it without having to get the whole game. And not to mention that other dude that comes with the game. Because, you know, usually they release whoever is exclusive to the game later, but I haven't seen that yet. Like, what was it? Uh, Tree Rex? He came out individually later on. But I haven't seen individual, uh, the blue crocodile guy for Trap Team yet. I mean, I don't need him, but I haven't seen him. Yeah, he never came out, and with... Swap Force uh, isn't either. Swap Force didn't... Uh, Swap Force was... The 3DS one did, but the the normal one... I know the, the stealth elf that was in um, Swap Force never saw a single release. Yeah, I, so. I had to buy the game again to get that stealth elf. Yeah, it's it's annoying. Like for the first couple years they were on that with it was quite a bit later that they would come out with it individually like almost with the new game, but so I'm not sure what I'm doing about that. But basically my plan is just to be the Batman. <laughs> so that's my plan. <laughs> um so yeah, that's pretty much me Batman and Game of Thrones next week. It'll probably just be Vampire Diary. I've been watching Vampire Diary still too. I'm in season 2. Kevin was here, he asked me questions and I'd be answer them, but he's not but I'm actually enjoying that quite a bit. So next week it'll just be vampires and Batman and still indecisiveness over Skylanders. 
maybe I'll just skip right over Skylanders and still be indecisive and finally get a Sunset Overdrive or something. I don't know. <laughs> I've wasted way too much time on Halo. Like, summer's usually my time to catch up on games that I haven't played. I and feel like I'll I... get to Sunset Overdrive before you do. Probably, because, like, <laughs> Halo took me completely by surprise. Instead of playing games I've never played before, I, I replayed five games. I still have to play through Halo games. 4, though, so... I replayed five games I've already played before. Granted, one of them was remastered and pretty, but still. Uh, so yeah, that just took up way too much time. But yeah, that's that's about it. Now, we're going ghost. Dun, dun, Danny Phantom style. Gotta catch them all. Catch them all. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That is friendship right there. That was like perfect timing. <laughs> True friendship is synchronizing the Danny Phantom theme song. Without even like coordinating it beforehand. <laughs> oh, that's pretty great. Yeah, but so Danny Phantom new series has been announced in the form of a common writer, but we all know it's Danny Phantom. No, yeah. I'm just kidding. His name is like actually Danny, so I mean Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pay attention. I just look at the pretty pictures and wait for Kevin to read to me. But ever since he's got children, he doesn't read to me anymore. <laughs> um, so, we've got a lot going on here. Um, and, like, a, so much and so little at the same time. Um, we'll probably be talking more about this next week because by then we should have clear scans. Um... At least I hope so. <laughs> um, the next week's going to be a little bit weird because the press conference should fall next Thursday. Um, and so we would be getting information from that press conference maybe an hour or so before we record. So next week is going to be a little bit weird. So, we might have breaking nudes. You never know. Yeah, you, it, we might. That That's definitely a... Like, we could be talking about Pope's hairstyle, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> boom. Or lack thereof. Ghost champ. Yeah, exactly. Um, Facial so, hairstyle. <laughs> real quick, uh, the first bit that we got, which was, I think, the, the day after we recorded. Yeah, like, literally, like, the morning after, pretty much. <laughs> um... I'm trying to bring it up because I'm like not prepared whatsoever. Was um, a a store called Rakuten, which is basically just a global market. Um, the the Japanese uh, side of that store um, put up listings for the entire first wave of ghost toys. And while it wasn't confirmed, it it's not like this is on some like random ass site. Rakuten is a huge huge store. Uh, so it was believable, and now that we have seen most of the, the toy catalog in some capacity, um, it's, it's definitely uh, true. So I'm going to mostly focus on the what we have here, and then uh, we'll, we can talk Beast. about what we actually oh, good timing. See, <laughs> see in the in the scans. But uh, so Ghost is uh, working off of uh, the Ghost icons, and I, I said this in one of my CS Toys radio shows with Mr. S, but Icon is like this triple layer pun. And, and I <laughs> well, love my it. kind of pun. I, I love it so much. So you, you've got the fact that, um, the, they kind of resemble us uh, like a, like a rubber stamp. And those are called icons over there. Uh, which was why when it was first documented, the, 
the initial rumor was that they were going to be stamps uh, because uh, the word icon is basically what they use for stamps. Then second, oh, yeah, they're all shaped like eyeballs. So you got icon. And then thirdly, each one has the soul of a historical icon in them. So you got you got three times the pun going on in one in one name and it's amazing. It's, it's so delicious. It's genius. It's like a triple layer cake but with puns. <laughs> uh, Are they it. electronic? I no. didn't look into that. <sighs> um, one it would have been a cool opportunity to be. One singular ghost icon is up on Rakuten for six forty eight. Um, so so you're looking at probably. About six hundred yen. Uh, you'd uh, you'd know because they'd have the little icon on the piece of paper, lights and sounds and shit. They don't have any He's of that. None of that. I we actually have no fucking idea what they do. Um, because the 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 toy catalog pictures we have gotten of the icons are just like a box, like it doesn't show them doing anything at all. So, <laughs> so they might not even do anything i'm hoping that they like spin like in the middle or something yeah, that's kind of looks like pictures but we have no idea what they do so at least right now we'll, we'll probably know tomorrow yeah. but, <laughs> um and so basically the ghost driver works as you take the the ghost icon you plug it into the side and maybe turn it i don't know we can't see the fucking tiny ass pictures sorry I mean, that wasn't me. <laughs> no, not at all. And it will... The the middle, like, eye thingy will, will open and display lights and all that fun stuff. So, I don't know. It's one of those things where you kind of have to see in motion to to understand that it's not too many pictures on this tiny toy catalog. Um, but uh, jumping back to the actual forms, like I said earlier, each one is a historical icon. Um, so Ghost Oliver Def- Queen, Class, I had to get it in there. I had to be first. First, Oliver Queen. Ghost default form is called the Ore uh, Soul. They really like the word Ore. They really do. Um, this is like the third year in a row or so that Ore has been used in some capacity. Um, but in this case, it is like the the word I. Uh, so like again, I more puns. Um, so it, it's his own soul. Uh, in, in that ghost icon because the I don't have it in front of me but the synopsis was that he was given a ghost icon by his dad and uh, the the main like villain group like killed him and so now he has to go on this journey to find the 15 uh, ghost icons that have the souls of great men <laughs> and, and he, if he finds um, all 15 within 99 days he can have a wish granted so, yippee. Um, so we have the Musashi soul. Each one is uh, Tamashi, by the way. Which is it's the Mark Musashi soul. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, so that is obviously the famous Japanese warrior. Um, we also have Thomas Edison. Um, Robin Hood. Billy the Kid, because he is really the kind of guy that you want to celebrate. <laughs> Really? Is, is Billy the Kid. Like, oh, this fucker killed people. He's awesome. Uh, his name's Billy the Kid. It just sounds so innocent. <laughs> and, and it does. Uh, King Tut. Because that, 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 the King Tut is what set off my big rant about Night's Museum. 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no, uh, Nobunaga. That one should be really fun to to witness. Uh, and then we have Beethoven. I'm gonna make some music up in here. And uh, Ben K is a famous, uh, also a famous Japanese whore. He was like a, a warrior monk. Wait, oh, I thought you said a famous yeah. Japanese whore. <laughs> <laughs> he might have. Are been. you a whore? I don't know his life. <laughs> uh, so those are all the forms that we have right now. But we also have a second writer called Common Rider Specter. Uh, completely unknown if he's a good guy or a bad guy, or which of these uh, souls are exclusively his, if any. They couldn't mix and match, which I, th- I think would actually be really cool. Actually, yeah, uh, it would be. Um, so that is it. Um, we got four Rider Hero Series figures, uh, Ghost Oreso, Ghost Musashi Soul, Spectre, and Spectre Tutan... Tutan... Uh, fuck. Tut Soul. <laughs> Both of them sound funny. Tutan Common. Tutan Rider. Uh... <laughs> The gimmick figures this year will be called the Ghost Change Series. At least I think that's what it means. It's G-C-S. Um, and I I honestly, have, I'm really curious how these work. Because uh, we're getting uh, the the figures for Ghost, uh, Oresol, and uh, Spectre. And everything else is ghost sets. So you got the Musashi Ghost and S and Ghost in a set. Um, that will be his blue and yellow uh, forms. Then you have uh, Robin Ghost and Billy the Kid Ghost. Uh, Robin is obviously green, and Billy the Kid might be the like light blue sort of teal color that's in the really tiny scan. That one might be his. Um, we got that in a set uh, together, and then you have uh, King Tut and Nobunaga together, and then Beethoven and Benkei. Uh, together so there's not a lot of figures there's only two figures so far and everything else is just these ghosts but i we don't have any idea how the the ghosts actually work in terms of attaching to the figure yeah uh because the the helmets are all vastly different and so when you have one singular figure you're either going to have something that's swapping heads or like covering a head and then you lose head articulation so i have no idea how these are going to work but um th- that's actually i think the one thing do we have any um pictures of the the toy line for that one i think the specter one was from the ghost change series but that one showed nothing it was just a silhouette yeah uh so those will all retail from uh 3500 or it's gonna be about 3200 yen the normal gimmick price for the uh figures and then it's about twenty five hundred yen or so for the the sets. Whatever the tire cocon prices were, I don't think they changed any. Um, but more importantly, this was the first thing we got. The first image we got was uh, this thing called the uh, Gatai Reju uh, DX Iguana uh, Ghost Striker. And it's like an iguana cycle and it, a pirate ship. <laughs> it's uh, the machine Ghost Striker, which is like this horse-looking motorcycle, uh, which is like giving me headless horseman vibes, and I really like that. Sleepy Hollow. Uh, and then you have this like pirate ship with legs. I don't know why it's got legs, um, but uh, that that's called uh, Captain Ghost, I think. Clever. So obviously a a ghost ship um, there. But then they combined to form an iguana. 
Like it's a legitimate iguana. It's got an iguana head, legs, and tail, and everything. It's a like a actual fucking iguana. I don't know what an iguana has to do with magic. It's ghosts or go- ghosts. I that's what I meant. Ghosts. I didn't say magic. Fuck you. <laughs> that never happened. So I don't know. I I have no idea on that whatsoever. All of the Japanese people that I talk to have no idea either. So no one knows where the fuck they pulled an iguana out. Brian has a team of Japanese scientists yeah. to answer all of his questions <laughs> about culture. They couldn't help this week because they're still trying to hunt down white chicks. <laughs> they were following a false lead about white chicks, too. They never made it. They were just trolling them. <laughs> so that's listed as uh, 5,400 yen. Uh, nothing included. Like It doesn't look like there's any ghosts included or any um, ghost icons or anything. So I don't know if I'm actually going to get it or not. Well, I think I, like I might because it's an iguana and it's cool. The very first thing we ever got was that little cartoony picture of him, where like the there's like a hole punch in the middle that makes it look like he's holding a metal caliber. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Uh-huh. That was like the first thing we got. Um, but uh, to talk about his design, I, I quite like it. Um, he's got hoodies. <laughs> I know. Like Kiefer said, I thought he you. found my common rider. I'm like, we have found him. He has hoodies. That's why I wish it was going to be the hoodie change series. Um, and I, I really, really dig his design. I, I like the hoodie look. I, I like the orange color scheme, the orange black. It's very, very Halloweeny. Um, I, I dig his other forms from what we've seen too. The yellow one looks cool. The arrow one looks cool. It's just, uh, I really dig it so far. I. I can safely say that I I haven't been this instantly drawn to a rider design in I don't even know. Um, like the the minute I saw him uh, in like the the that one first picture that we got, um, even even just the the cartoon image, and then just to kind of see the design a little bit better on the iguana, um, like I I was never that instantly. Like, I love this, and it, he he did it for me. So like he, again, even if his show like sucks shit, these are some amazing freaking designs. Yeah, and we got a great picture of Edison Soul's head, and Which like really it forms cool. a light bulb, and that's fantastic. And like Robin Hood's has a bow and arrow on his head, and like it's so good. <laughs> like the designs are really inspiring. And I love that. Yeah, I think the last time that, that the design pictures clicked with me so much was probably Wizard right away because I thought they were really cool. And mm-hmm. anything like mystical or magical or supernatural usually clicks with me right away uh, in comparison to like more technical and, and cars and stuff. Even though I actually like to drive design off the bat, but it still wasn't like an immediate love just because I tend to go for more of the fantasy stuff first before technical stuff. But, um, yeah, I really do like a lot of it. Um, it's always hard to say the way the show is going to be compared to the excitement you have for the initial designs because look what happened in a Ninja. Um, uh, I'm a little bit more optimistic uh, for Ryder just because I'm drive kind of turned around, mm-hmm. um, which just kind of proves that we're not necessarily going to be stuck in stale territory. Um the, the one crap thing that Kamen Rider has going for it is that, you know, if they make a bad Sentai, they have a second chance in Power Rangers for the suits. Yeah. But if you suck in Kamen Rider, you suck forever. <laughs> uh, 
So, like, at least the way it is now. So, uh, but I am remaining a little bit optimistic about it. Like, at the very least, we'll have some early excitement for the toys, and I can't see myself not liking any of the designs they put out. I just, uh, with the whole concept and the suits and what we've learned about the show, uh, it sounds really good. So, I'm, I'm hoping it ends up being really good. Especially, it'll be really neat around when it starts airing. Um, and around like Halloween time, it'll be a really neat show to have. Yeah. Um, speaking of nothing, because that wouldn't have made any sense, so I'm going to stop my <laughs> sentence right there. But moving along to like the the DX toys, um, I talked about the Ghost Driver already because we can actually sort of see that in the tiny s image. But nothing else is on that uh, page. I the the ghost icons are all on that page. Uh, but that is it on the little pages that we got. But uh, we do have listings. Um, so obviously we have the, the the Ghost Driver, and his sword is the four mode change DX Gongon Saber. Um, that means something. I don't even remember what it was. It's gone uh, twice exactly. <laughs> uh, so he's got uh, a sword that I have no idea what it does because that's all we got as a name. And then he's got the Gongon Hand, which is actually a handgun. Not like just a hand itself, though. A hand might be on it. We might. It be would be funny if this. it was like a foam finger or something. <laughs> That'd be great, a DX foam finger. <laughs> um, so the saber is due out in October. Uh, the handgun is due out in November. Um, everything debuts in October, by the way. He should be. I think he's uh, confirmed to be airing October fourth. Is the start. Um, of the series, so it is not starting in September like people originally anticipated. Um, though I heard that they're pulling a, a wizard with Drive. And doing, like, a special? Yeah. Like, like a decade special, or like a ghost I don't know special? If, I don't know if um, it's going to be, like, decade-focused or anything, but supposedly it's it's a Drive ghost thing uh, that, that they're going to do. And Drive would end at, like, 44, 45, uh, somewhere around there. And then they'll they'll pad out the show with this ghost special of some sort. I don't know. That was a rumor. I, there's no confirmation on that. But yeah. Um, and so then we have the Robin ghost icon, Billy the Kid ghost icon, King Tut ghost icon, uh, and the Beethoven and Nobunaga are set together for whatever reason. I it, it has nothing to do with Spectre because we're getting a vinyl figure for King Tut with Spectre. So I don't know why Beethoven and Nobunaga are actually plugged together, if there's some significance to that or not. Maybe they're like the no idea. Uh, Dimension Cabin. Maybe uh, they're just buddies. But yeah, Beethoven exactly. and Nobunaga were bros. Totally. <laughs> and then uh, the Benkei Ghost Icon's last one to come out in uh, December. Uh, so we'll see. Like I said, we have no idea anything about the Ghost Icon's do. Uh, we should know next week, hopefully. Um, if they do anything, clear pictures of the toy scans should tell us. Should. Um, but uh, the biggest thing that was a surprise on here, and we have not gotten any images of these, and it's killing me inside. It's the return um, of Candroids. Yeah, the GG. <laughs> I love that name. The GG <laughs> series, the good game series. Um, <laughs> the Ghost Gadget was my guess uh, for a series name. Um, go, go, Gadget is, Ghost. <laughs> is returning, and we're getting. So we're getting a, a Condor. A phone, please don't write Condol anywhere on that package. Oh, dear lord. Um, a Cobra Mobile, 
which is also a phone. I'm thinking one. I'm thinking the Condor probably will be more flip phone-ish, and the mobile will be more smartphone-ish. Um, and then a back clock. I don't know if it's like a clock clock or like a like a watch clock. I don't know. Um, and then a spider lantern, which could easily be a flashlight. For all I know, they use weird terms in places that aren't America. Uh, so we got a condor, a cobra, a bat, a spider. Um, so very double-esque, so to speak. It was funny because I was thinking, like, we've already used these, but then stuff like bat and spider are very, like, you know, synonymous with, like, Halloween and stuff like that. And, yeah. Like, spooky stuff, so that makes sense. I don't know what a condor has to do with anything scary, but <laughs> other than the spelling. But uh, that's about if that <laughs> snakes are spooky. Like that's, that's honestly that's the sore thumb that's sticking out is the condor because snakes are kind of spooky. Yeah, can be. Plus, we just had cobra, bat, and spider with the viral cores. Yeah, I know they're they not connected. It's just a funny coincidence, I think. But it's all connected. Um, I'm curious if the bat clock has an actual clock in it because it costs like about 700 yen more than the others. That could be kind of neat. So that would be, be kind of interesting if it did. Like, if um, it was a watch or a clock, it would be really cool if it actually worked. Yeah. Uh, no idea if any of these come with ghost icons or whether they have any sort of compatibility with any of the DX toys. I heard a rumor that they would attach onto the weapon to change the weapon. Kind of like doubles. Um, but I, I've, I have no idea if any of that's true or not. Like I said, it's like the one thing that we haven't gotten any sort of pictures of. Um, nor were these like rumored at all. Like these came out of nowhere, and I was like, "Yes, gadgets!" Yeah, I, I, I like gadgets. Their back. Because I always thought that was a neat thing, and then I like that they took a couple years off for it so that we could be more excited for it. Like I like the idea of it being a sort of semi-staple where it might pop up for several years in a row or on and off. And I, I like that we actually took a year off uh, or a couple years off for Gaim and, and Drive for that. And now it's like really exciting to have them back. It was they were always a neat thing, and I also like how. Most everyone refers to it as like the return of Candroids, even though Memory Gadgets started it. Yeah, <laughs> they were the OGs, the original and it, gadgets. And these are closest to to Memory Gadgets because yeah. they're actual gadgets. Candroids are so catchy and punny. <laughs> they are. I love Candroids. Um, oh, but yeah, so I'm excited for that trip this weekend. I need to like pull out all of my my little gadgets. Like I, I put a bunch of them away. Like I have a couple Candroids out. I got Burger Meal out for whatever reason. <laughs> Like everyone else just I, got put I've away. I've got all of them. I need to reorganize everything, obviously. But I, I had all of my gadget guys um, over on the same shelf with my SICs and stuff. So I, I don't know. I the, that was, they've always been my favorite. The disc animals, the memory gadgets, the the can droids, and even once I owned them, the food droids, as weird as they were, and the the plow monsters and stuff. I don't know. I just really like those. They're they're. Fun. I still think Burger Meal was the best character in Foise. 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 Was this character in Foise? You know what he? I don't know what kind of accent this is. <laughs> Foise. I'm, try, I'm trying to roll into it, and then it just gets weirder. <laughs> the duck at you. It's this one. Baby I found Jay. it. It's this accent. <laughs> Macmillan. <laughs> I could say it again. I, I couldn't say it for a while without sounding Irish. <laughs> Macmillan. There we go. Uh, so... I don't know. I I'm really back and forth on this because the design. Tia Queen. Sorry. <laughs> Tia. Tia. So they would say the next. Like Tia Queen. Yeah. There we go. All right. Tia. Sorry. Never mind. Close enough. Um. I can I can safely say that the designs won me instantly. I love the designs. All uh, the three that we've seen, uh, good images of uh, Edison, Ore, and uh, 
Robin, um, are great. I, I love I love the designs a lot. Um, the the ghost icons themselves still haven't really won me over. Knowing that they probably don't do jack shit um, really does kind of tick me off because at least shift cars pissed me off in that method too. But at least with the shift cars, they were cars you could roll them around and flick them and stuff. So if you these, didn't necessarily expect them to do something like right, that. Right. If if these literally don't do anything, it's going to be super disappointing. But on the plus side they're really cheap yeah <laughs> so even if they do nothing you're not investing a whole lot of money into it they're only like five bucks a piece really yeah so. it's kind of you know there's a pro and con for both sides like the most reason i asked about it is because we talked about how drive sales didn't do quite as well and it's just not quite as fun in the long run when they don't mm-hmm. have any I'm, sounds. I'm surprised they went with uh, a gimmick that probably doesn't have any lights and sounds uh just based off of how drives toy sales did like i I, yeah. I mentioned either on the cast or in private conversation uh shift trideron was the only drive item to ever break the the sales charts uh and and beat anything related to yokai watch that, that was the only item to ever do it and that electronics because it, it was it was it had dedicated electronics and sounds and it was it it's my favorite of most of drives toys honestly it's really fun and so to to go back to another gimmick where we don't have dedicated lights or sounds or or possibly anything that that's a little bit disappointing. But like I said, it's it's a double-edged sword because it's it's easier to digest when you know, oh hey, I'm gonna buy this ghost icon. It's only like five bucks, whatever. So yeah, it's it is just what it is. like what they look like. They look like something that could have electronics and like I kind of dig the the idea and design behind them so like if they did they could be like a cool thing like lock seeds or something but i don't know it's just we'll have to see what shakes out despite the fact that i'm i'm ditching most of my gimmick figures i'll probably still end up getting these for review and the fact that there's only actually two dedicated figures uh is definitely a lot easier on the wall too but again if if the gimmick doesn't work that well i'll probably only get other soul um, it really depends on how they look, I think, because, again, I'm not sure how those are working. So I'm, I'm a little iffy on the gimmick figures right now. Especially since the figure arts have actually been decent now, so if you want oh, a yeah. figure out of your favorite form, you can just pick it up. Like, drives haven't been quite as good as uh, Gimes were, but they're still pretty solid compared to, like, the sketchiness of, like, Double Through Wizard, especially yeah. Wizard with their giant-ass feet. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. Um, I think at the very least I'll probably get the big iguana and ghost or a soul and have them sit on my desk um so we shall see but i i I still think the biggest plus for me is the return of the gadgets yeah the return of the gadgets is awesome and just the whole motif for me like i've mentioned this before but i was contemplating taking a break merchandise wise from rider kind of like i did with forza like somewhere around mid drive when it was kind of boring and and I just wasn't as excited for the toys anymore. And I'm like, you know, maybe I'll take a year off again, like Forze. And then they come out with a theme that I love. And then the designs come out and I like them. I'm like, God damn it, world. <laughs> like the same thing happened to me. Like I did that big vlog about how like, oh, if I don't like the rider, I might skip it or just be really sporadic with purchases. And then they're like, here's Ghost. He looks fucking awesome. I'm like, well, okay. Um, <laughs> I, I still, if. If the the sword and like gun don't wow me, I'm probably gonna pass on them and 
they, would they even come with a ghost icon? I don't. I'm sure they do. But there isn't any, unless there's like sub ghost icons, like to just do attacks. Like it, it can't come with an actual form one, I don't think. I don't know. I mean, because I mean, the past oh, few years hold they on, have hold on. done backing stuff up, like that. backing up. We don't have any. I don't know. Can I look at the fucking? This well, just is all like, irrelevant discussion, but the last few years they they but they haven't done anything that I can think of that hasn't had something like. Both of Drive's weapons came with a form change. Um, I guess Gaim did have like the the Daidaimaru and the and stuff like that that didn't come with anything. So that's true. They did have weapons, didn't have lock seeds. Edison. It looks like Edison comes with the belt. The belt looks like it comes with Ore and Edison. Musashi is still up in the air, so that one might go with the sword. I don't know what would go with the gun unless I'm missing something. I might be. Robin, Billy the Kid. No, I'm not missing anything, so I don't know. Um, but the, the Musashi ghost icon, I think, is hiding somewhere. But it's ghosted. We'll see. If it's such a basic toy, I'm, I have no problem probably getting the candy toy or cash upon. Yeah. Just calling it a day. Like I'm not sure exactly what level of completion I'll be at, but I'm definitely going to be picking up some ghost stuff. It was so easy with Forza because I didn't like the show, so it made it even easier. I mean, I guess the show could end up being crap, but I mean, I, I like the theme enough. Like, there there was some things I liked about Forza, but it wasn't an overall hugely favorite year toy-wise. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Time will tell. I just want to have, a, like, they go, like, Ghost has to be good, so we have half of superhero time be at least enjoyable. Like... I miss that, like, guy when we had our in-depth discussions and, and when Kyoujur around, Kyoujur was around, and... Yeah. Good old days. <laughs> Nothing beats the original days of last year. <laughs> no, so, we, we shall see, but I'm definitely cautiously optimistic. So, we should get we should get full toy ca- uh, catalog scans tomorrow. Probably so. We'll be a week behind. That's how we do time traveling podcasts. We're just a week behind on news every week. Yeah. So that that really is it, I believe. Um, There's a new trailer for the Deck Ranger ten years after, but I haven't watched it. So neither have I. Um, you get nothing from me on that. Um, it's not news, but Ultraman X continues to be really fun. That that's not news. I just thought I'd chime. Breaking non nudes. Because there's there's nothing else, and it is in no way getting me to buy toys at all. But I digress. Um. So that is that is it for that. So I guess now it's that was a very short-lived appearance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we almost had it clear. We need it for drive. <laughs> <laughs> so now it's time for a superhero time. Um, with them ninjas. With the with the baseball playing ninnies and the golden shower drivers. That's how we roll up in here. So, uh, Ninja was Ninja <sighs> this week. 
I mean, um, it's inevitable we'd have a, a bad filler episode. I mean, Ninja hit its peak last week with its below mediocre episode. So, like, usually when they have the better episodes, we follow it up with a crappier one. Mm-hmm. Ninja's better episode still happens to not be that good. But <laughs> I hate to always sound so negative every week, but I, I hate this episode. <laughs> I'll flip it a little bit because I actually was okay with it. Well, that's it. We're no longer friends. That's the Danny <laughs> Phantom thing and everything, Brian. <laughs> Um, but it was it was for all the wrong reasons. Like it was not a good episode at all. It was it was your stereotypical follow your dreams episode, like presented in like the worst possible way ever. Um, but being a fan of baseball, I really the entire baseball scene itself, I really kind of liked because it was a lot of fun. But. The, the like everything else the, the episode itself and the story of the episode was it was not really fun at all but the 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 baseball scene itself i dug just because they started playing dirty and so then it was just like oh how can we use ninjutsu to to win this baseball game and the the fact that there was a score at the end of the game really confused me I'm like, you could seriously just drop these fuckers in pits and, like, pour pans on their head and you still actually let them actually score. But regardless of, of whatever that was, the, the baseball scene really got me. But uh, once that was over and it was back to to normal normalness, I was I lost interest. <laughs> it's funny, well, because it's not like... I'm not a sports fan. I, just don't, I don't really hate baseball, but it's just one of those gimmick things that, like takes me out of it and then ninja's just so doing stuff like that all the time like i said there's no ground for me of being able to connect with any characters and it's just like stunt after stunt that just gets kind of tiring for me and then when you got takaharu constantly screaming he's fired up i just want to start vomiting all my internal organs up it's just like can you give it a rest please i I like how he loses his dream to become a ninja and his first thought is man i need to get a job (laughs) I like how I thought it was funny that it wasn't like they were devoid of all hope. It was just they gave up that particular dream, yeah. <laughs> but they could function fine. So it really wasn't a problem. It was a really low rate monster, especially for the kid. Like maybe for Takaharu, it was kind of bad because they quote unquote need him. But like the kid, it's like, whatever, let him do something else. <laughs> Who cares? It's like, oh, I, why do I want to be a ninja? That's stupid. Let's, let's go get a job. Well, here's a job that doesn't use my brain. <laughs> sounds like my kind of job so <laughs> uh so that was that was really weird like i'm so used to the the stereotype being like oh they're they're useless sacks of mush they and they, they were just, cannot well, function in civilization it's just like no yeah whatever i'll go do something else i mean the kid probably wouldn't have been a pro anyway he can do this but to be more accurate he probably can't <laughs> so uh that was just kind of a weird thing and i thought it was funny that with Star Ninja, like, the whole episode started with him trying to learn the five-element technique. And instead of, like, going off on his own on the premises, he <laughs> goes to some random park to, like, to practice near people. Like, they do not give a fuck about their secret identity. He, he goes to the park to practice his ninjutsu using his guitar sword gun. <laughs> Brilliant. And, like, the kid doesn't even think it's weird. Like, oh, here's this kid just creating a giant metal piece to hit himself over the head. <laughs> Cause just watching like, huh? Um, where has <laughs> where has their dad been? Did they explain? And um, I just pay attention. I, no, 
They have not explained, as far as I know, they have not explained anything, and I do not know any behind-the-scenes reason. Because I haven't seen it, we haven't seen him, and then, like, this episode, you know, the grandfather was taking the lead for the lesson. Uh, but, like, he is not, I feel like he hasn't been around since his focus episode. I don't think he really has. I'm going to assume there was conflict, not conflict, but scheduling conflict with the actor. Um, not that I know what he does in his own time, but... Uh, this is, that, that's all I can really assume is that they couldn't get him for a period of time, whether it be for family reasons or otherwise. Uh, and so they kind of have to write around it, but no, there was no explanation on where he went. <laughs> yeah, just, I thought that was kind of weird. Um, I mean, there's been enough little things going on that like, he's not, he hasn't been essential, but it's like, especially when they're at the house, you kind of notice it because there was just always kind of scenes of them sitting around and him trying to teach him some kind of lesson. He's just been an absentee father and uncle. <laughs> but I, I noticed that. Um, I don't think there's too much to go over else that I can like think of because with the baseball dreams, start injured being an idiot where he trains. Um, he's still rocking his new cowboy hat. <laughs> he's got new training gi now. He's, yeah, he's like official. I did think at least it was kind of not interesting, but I guess uh, at least something that, that he didn't know was the five uh, element technique compared to the other ones. Because I was thinking, like, what more does he really need to know? Because, like I said before, he's he's kind of kicking ass on his own. So I guess I didn't think about that he doesn't know how to use that. But um, no, he does. And then they awakened whoever this lady was that did the plot this week. Yeah, Kiba Kiba Oni Getsu, whatever the hell his name is. His wife. His annoying bitch ass wife. <laughs> uh, there was <laughs> there was one part in there where he she turned he. Yep. Transgendered monster. You never um, know. He I said it again. She turned to to, to the other guy. The guy villain. And it was like take care of them now and he's like oh, okay right away and then and he turns to QA Ma and is like do your thing <laughs> <laughs> I'm like perfect nobody listens to anyone these well, villains have... remain incompetent and absolute shit well and I, I think I mentioned this after the podcast last week but it feels like they're skeleton staff like even when villains aren't very good on Sentai, they always have this presence of like, oh, they're this huge facility off and wherever in the hell their base is. But this one feels like they're in a tiny shack with like three people and maybe like fifteen henchmen that they make every week. Like it feels so, like just like, uh, like what did I say? But yeah, uh, skeleton staff. Like it feels very non-threatening. It's like a small operation. Like I don't feel their presence really in terms of like an overall threat. It just feels weird. Agree. <laughs> just it's it's a very weird feeling, uh, I, especially after like last year and stuff. I think it's been a while to where I was this disinterested in in the villains, like especially uh, coming after Tokyo, which had amazing villains. Yeah, this is just like why you, you are here to make a monster and make him big. That is the. <laughs> <laughs> only reason that any of these guys exist right now and one of them does that <laughs> the other two just make the monsters the freaking Yermite Jews had bigger presence there was two of them <laughs> <laughs> I 
Well, and like a series like One of like them Go- was Bigfoot, so. Yeah, like, that's true. That makes up for it. <laughs> or like Gokaiju, which didn't necessarily have the, the best developed villains, but or, you still felt their presence. Like, They're at least, at least mildly number. entertaining. Yeah, and at least you felt their presence. Like, there's a threat out there. Meanwhile, this feels like there's a little, like, guerrilla marketing team that's going to be harassing you later. Like, I don't know. Uh, it's just... <laughs> It's very strange. Like, everything about this series is strange. Like, even setting aside, like, a lot of the hate I have for it, just, like, tonally, like, there's very weird things going on for me compared to to normal years. Yeah, I... I don't know. Like like I said, I'll give the directors or whoever props for the baseball scene for keeping me interested for about five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did like this is really small, but I did like the way they used like the the empty space in the back of the Megazord to create a ricochet. I thought that was kind of funny. Oh yeah, I've, I've never seen them do anything like that before. Like <laughs> actually make use of like the design like that. I thought that was kind of neat. That's where Shuri Kenshin sits. Yeah, I was expecting it in this episode. I don't know why. What the the big combo? Yeah, I knew. It wasn't I thought so too. In this episode. I don't know why I was expecting it, but. I was thinking that too because I feel like in the recent years they've you know churned out all the combos so quickly, and like I was thinking, oh, don't tell me this is going to debut in a filler episode. So I'm glad it didn't, and like in an episode where he would forgot how to use his bracelet and stuff. So that's next week. So we'll at least get to see that and see Rodeo Maru get the shaft as he parks on his back. (laughs) (laughs) I hate that so much. Poor guy. Like like I like that they can all go together for. Like, because if I get it, then I could put these three mecha together. But, like, Rodeo Maru, I really especially take his riding the ATV mode and, like, just to stick it on the back where you can't see it is, like, oh. <laughs> There's all kinds of <laughs> Sentai mech throughout the years that will get, like, the shaft spot. And, like, but that's, like, one of the mother of all of them because it's, like, a huge one, too. It's not, like, a tiny little samurai zord that's stuck on the bottom of the feet. It's like a whole ATV and dude that are just on the back there. <laughs> it's like Voltron. And I'll form the butt. <laughs> uh, right. All right. So now it's time for Drive. In reaction. Solo edition. Because uh, <laughs> Drive was really late this week. Um, again, we record Wednesday nights. And Drive didn't go up until sometime today. I don't know when it was exactly. I I got home and was ready to do stuff and it was up. Um, but so it, on, on days like that, it's it's difficult for non-downloaders such as Dawson here to uh, the hate crime to to get them. <laughs> so um, yeah, it, it's just me since the one other person who may or may not have watched it um, passed out after two sentences. But it's a hell anyway. of two senses, though. <laughs> uh, so real quick, um, I will kind of talk about it uh, by myself. Otherwise, we'll just wait until uh, next week. Um, some things I do want to address is that it was a pretty great episode. A uh, direct follow-up from last week's episode. Um, the the what the fuck is his name the. Cook was it? Cook Roy oh. Mute, Chef Roy Mute. I don't know, whatever his name was. He perfected the 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 piss juice, and was like, "Oh, I I have it, I have it, I have the piss juice." And then Shinosuke is like, "Nope, 
Just, just chucked us. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> we are in sync tonight. <laughs> and so they get it back and all that stuff. And the. the uh, oh, this was the weird part. The. Spoiler alert. The. The, the chef, Rydmude, was. The host was the the older chef guy. And then the Rydmude was the chick chef. I don't remember any of this. <laughs> and so, so the the chick chef was was the right mute and would hybrid uh, evolve with the with the older chef guy. And so you, you got like boy chef over here just going, "Why are you stupid?" <laughs> or, over and over again. That was about the only role that he played in this entire episode. But regardless, their story doesn't matter. Uh, they were just they were just a host basically. Uh, big long fight scenes. Uh, Hart Hart was being like stoic as fuck. He he was just kind of like walking in, going like, "Well, I'm not gonna fight you without your belt. Let's sit here and enjoy the breeze." <laughs> you know, I don't want to kill anyone. I really just want to rule all of you because we are superior beings to you guys. That's all I really want. But unfortunately, I don't think there's a way to do that without fighting and killing people. So we're kind of stuck here. But I'm just let you know that I don't want to kill people. I just want to rule y'all. <laughs> and so Shinosuke's just like, well, okay. And there's lots of fighting. Medic gets pwned again. It's all she really does lately. And <laughs> Mock's about to kill her. And Shinosuke stops him. Because it's what Hart would have wanted. <sighs> and- <laughs> Because it wasn't fair or something like that, and that so Toku reasoning. <laughs> then Hart shows up and like Hart and Medic make out, and then like, well, okay, let's fight now. And he gets golden showered from Medic probably, and <laughs> so he's all gold and he's like, Bruh! he just kind of explodes, and there's this bright blue light that shielded them and they all escaped and it's like oh man what is this nonsense and the heart's all pissed um but the blue light was was tablet man uh snap son (laughs) ipad ipad mcgee uh (laughs) who was apparently just sitting on mock's bike like just right for the taking he was just sitting there chilling (laughs) mock is the worst security ever (laughs) Uh, he did. He did run off. Bono was like, "Dude, we kind of just need to hide. Letting our whereabouts known is not a good idea." And he's like, "But, but I gotta help them." And then all of a sudden, he like comes in and saves the day. <laughs> he did his pose. He hasn't done his pose in forever. Mock Mock finally did his pose. Not that I like his pose, but <laughs> just seems odd. He's been really depressed lately. Yeah. So he he did his Maha pose. <laughs> So he's he's back in full Maha force, um, but there, there was it was a very big just kind of story push episode. There was good fight scenes, but it wasn't like a very action driven episode to me. It was it was a lot of um, plot. At the very end of the episode, we do see human Krim, uh, like the the one from the future from the movie. Oh, and. So the the movie plot is starting to trickle into the show right now, and supposedly, from what I heard, they're 
the movie is going to impact the show more than any Ryder movie has in the past, besides oh, great. Deno. Deno was pretty important. <laughs> yeah, Den- Deno was like one of the first times they did it because it always used to be like a weird, like alternate universe type thing. So I don't know to what degree yet, because next week we have a B plot of Chase trying to get a driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> that actually sounds really fun. <laughs> Uh, I'm getting vague flashbacks to the DVC filler episode with Goku and Piccolo trying to oh, get a driver's God. license. That was great. So, Wasn't Piccolo um, wearing like a backwards hat or some yeah, shit? Like, yeah, that was oh amazing. my God. That's great. Um, so we got like this dual thing with a, with a B plot of Chase trying to get a driver's license and an A plot of like this feature stuff. Um, one thing that was revealed in this episode was that the promise number, take a wild guess on what the promise number is. Derf. <laughs> Close, it's four. <laughs> is it? Yes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Heart revealed that the promise number is four. They need four, um, what the hell, hyper evolutions? What the hell are they called? Whatever, whatever the golden shower evolutions Shoshinka. Called. Yeah, that. Uh, they need, they need four, four of those, and Brain's still alive. So you got Brain and Heart, they need two more people to, to golden evolve so medic and then another one um either medic and another one or those two main ones that we saw like oh the yeah this episode like the stereotypical like godfather guy and, <laughs> and whatever the other one was uh so it's probably gonna end up being those i don't think medic's gonna go and evolve because she has boobs oh, okay sexism i get yeah. it that's my guess um, so I don't know. We'll see what happens. I, I was sitting there going, dude, you only need one. Then I remember that <laughs> uh, 001 died. Yeah, like so I guess it doesn't count anymore. <laughs> it doesn't count anymore. You got deleted, I guess. And what happens if they unlock this? Um, I don't even remember. Okay. <laughs> Sounds like I, a video I, game. I, I think, like, some sort of, like, hyperspace opens and they win. <laughs> I don't know. They meet the presenters. <laughs> the, the Roy Needs plot actually all along was to find out who the presenters were because they were so damn curious after the end of Forza. <laughs> That's been the whole right. plot. Sounds hey, remember Foundation X? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> me neither. <laughs> That's a shame. That, was, that, that was would have been a really a cool... Real like background running thing to connect a few years of the shows. Oh yeah. Like that would have been awesome. Like I loved the little, uh, foundation X O's tease. That was one of my favorite little things they like, did. They set it up for that. That was their intention. And then they didn't run with it. Like that would have been awesome. Like if they would have maybe ran it through Forze or something and, and had like a secondary running, like ongoing plot that connected the series would have been really cool. Uh, like that was I was thinking about that the other day, and it's it's a shame because that was really neat. I agree. <laughs> and you know, stuff like this movie thing would be great if we didn't have to wait like a year here. Like if I lived there, that would be an awesome thing. Or if, if either we lived there and could understand it without subs, or like um, we could get the movies right away and they release DVDs like normal. Um, that would be a really cool thing to actually have sometimes the movies be important. Like it's an all connected type, you know, agents of shield winter soldier type thing. It would be really cool actually. But unfortunately we have to just read the Wikipedia summaries now. Yep. Pretty much. Um, we should be getting some tidbits from the movie pretty soon. There was a advanced screening yesterday 
Um, I believe it was their final press conference for the movie. Um, Ghost does appear in the movie at some point. Uh, they said that his his arrival was really cool. His fighting style has a lot of like floating and stuff. That's neat. So very very ghostish. Um, so th- that'll be really cool to see way after we actually see him in his show. Yeah. Um, oh, this is so this is so unfortunate. Like I I love the concept of bridging the show and the movie and having them influence each other. But like you said, when we're not there and we can't see it, it's yeah. like devastating. <laughs> yeah, it's obnoxious. I wish it was like when they do Dragon Ball movies and stuff and they release it here and then they put it on DVD at the same time. Or yeah. There's even certain movies like that now where it was like or like the interview. Can we just get Korea involved? Like, can they help us? <laughs> they got to put up on Netflix right quick. So, yeah, it's it's it, like I said, it's a very neat thing if we would be able to take advantage of it. I think the last time that it, well, Denos was the most impactful, probably, but the last time it, that I can recall that it was more relevant was was double with A to Z, but it wasn't like vital, but it was still yeah. canon. So, like that was nice because. We didn't feel like we missed a huge chunk, but we'll have to see how this shakes out. Yeah, because, like, the, the... I don't know what all is in the movie. Apparently, 108, Raidmead 108 is in the movie. Um, and, like, the entire movie has to do with the fact that, like, Krim has a human form, and he's leading the Raidmead Rebellion. And he's like, Drive's not a hero. Drive's awful. Everyone hate Drive. I am king. Or something like that. <laughs> and so I was <laughs> I was thinking about it. I'm like, how fucking awesome would it have been? And, like, if something like this actually does happen, I'm going to flip a shit a little bit. But, like, how awesome would it have been if, like, this entire time we're getting to know this little talking belt. And this belt is like a bro. He's really awesome, and you like him a lot. And he like, makes a little robot with cars with arms. <laughs> he endears you. When in reality, that was his first step towards sentience. <laughs> 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 but I mean, just just kind of think about it for a minute. Oops. So you got the little talking belt guy, who now is able to take control of human host when in type Trideron. And so he's got a vessel now. He's one step closer. And, like, the end of the show, he's like, oh, I have everything I need. And he, like, takes over Shinosuke's body and then just, like, starts a fucking rebellion. And then Go and Chase have to, like, kill Shinosuke to stop uh, Krim. But they're like, oh, friendship. And they just, like, kill the belt or something instead. They save they save somehow. the day because that's what Ryder does. But, um, no, I thought that would be really cool. Like, Bono was actually, like, the good, the good talking piece of technology and we didn't know it and we thought he was evil because Krim told us he was evil like that would be really cool like that would be a great twist like unfortunately Toku doesn't do a lot of like huge twists like that then stick to them like they they always want some sort of hugely positive resolution Um, but that would be really cool or even like if they if somehow he got out um, and uh, Shinosuke could fight him as drive you know Mm mhm is is Krim being in there vital to the drive system working? I thought I it was no just... No idea. <laughs> like, if it isn't, then he could theoretically go drive without it. And if it is vital that something's in there, they could always put Bono in there. Um, but that would be really cool. Like, I like Krim, but if he ended up being a villain, that would be, like, an amazing 
uh, plot twist that would have happened. It would have been really like, cool. Th- that's like the core of the movie is the whole Krim being evil thing because Tamari's kid comes from the future to try to stop Drive like from doing anything because Krim eventually like takes over. Yeah. And so I, I don't know if they're going to pull like the alternate future card or that's not going to happen or Krim's actually a good guy. He's a little talking bell. Look at him smile. <laughs> I, so I, I don't know what, what they're actually going to pull, but um, especially with the with the rumor that the, the movie is going to impact the show quite a bit. I'm not really sure what they're going to do, but I'm looking forward to it at least. Yeah, me too. Like, it's given me a lot to think about. Does uh, Shinosuke's son drive system have an intelligence in it? He has horrible fashion sense. I know that. Okay, but don't know about it. <laughs> I, I don't know about anything else. I know he uses a drive driver, but... Yeah, I don't. But then at the same time, I, I don't fucking know anything really. Yeah. Like they're like Tamari's kid is Dark Drive, but Dark Drive was next to to Krim in the trailer. But he's supposed to come here to stop Krim from being evil. But he's this is like some Terminator Genesis shit know. right now. I, I'm waiting for I don't Arnold know to show anymore. up and try to kill Krim. Yeah, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be amazing. Arnold Schwarzenegger just showed up in the Drive movie. That's that's uh, intelligence in the new drive system. Is our own sort of thing. That that would actually be awesome. <laughs> Staltroy engine. That's not even. A, <laughs> that's like not even. I I can do better than that. <laughs> uh, but I I don't know. It's uh, it'll be it'll be interesting. But it, it was a really good episode. Jumping back to that. Yeah. Um, so lots to think about. Uh, next week we get to see Chase get a driver's license. <laughs> Yay. I've never been so excited for filler. <laughs> I want to see a TV show where Chase and Malia just get driver's licenses. <laughs> okay. That was actually a pretty decent discussion for only having one person having watched it. Heck yeah, I got this shit. <laughs> uh, better than my solo podcast hosting. Uh, play the Animorphs theme. <laughs> it's my solution for everything. True. Uh, now it's time for... Ramble, ramble, ramble time. Oh, God, that was amazing timing, and it kind of scared me a little bit. Did you do that on purpose, or was that a coincidence? Well, that was that was just Cat. Being Cat. Yeah. Um, so our first hard-hitting discussion, Pokemon, was about ghosts. I actually did enjoy this episode a little more than most fillers, um, but I do wish that when they do have these ghost episodes, can we use anybody besides Ghastly Hunter and Gengar? No, only Gengar. Like, I got it in Gen 1 when that's all we had. But, like, we have a really nice selection of ghost Pokemon from six generations now. I think it would be nice to let somebody else shine a little bit. Only Gengar. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, so, yeah, it was... There's not much to say other than, like I said, I just... I I enjoyed it. Only Gengar. Okay, I get it. (laughs) Okay, just... Okay. (laughs) Only Gengar is the only ghost Pokemon. (laughs) <laughs> He's the mighty Morphin Power Rangers of Ghost Pokemon. True, um, uh, but yeah, it it was it was all right. I'll leave it at all right. Um, I hate Bonnie a lot. But I don't even remember what she did in this episode. She Turned wasn't scared. Back. Oh, okay. She was running around going, "Hi, Ghost! I want to be your friend." I'm like, "Shut up and oh, stop God. being little." I hate you. <laughs> stop being little. <laughs> I like that one. I'm gonna use it. Uh, that's good. But yeah, that's Pokemon. Um, 
Falling Skies, this guy's fell. The show ended this week, surprisingly. This guy actually fell. No. Um, this was Pope Breaking Bad, as if he wasn't already. He was, like, breaking, like, on right before. <laughs> um, but uh, that was pretty much the focus of this week. And I have mixed feelings about it because I think this would have been a really cool story to do, like, two years ago. Because right now, like, I, I can kind of get that this whole inner conflict sort of creates a little more stress to the situation that's because we're trying to end this battle and then you have this inner thing. And so it just is all kinds of stress. But for me, it just feels like an obstacle that's really annoying. And back when the show wasn't necessarily going to be ending soon, it would have been pretty neat to do. But now it's just an annoyance. And Pope went on – at least he's actually doing something other than like mason this week basically just said what well, we're always thinking is all pope does when he's there is kind of whine mm-hmm. and it, it got kind of annoying and so yeah pope yeah i 100 like everything you just said um <laughs> case closed <laughs> that that's it i'm done uh one thing one thing I did want to point out is that like as soon as he called for random character A, like you wanna go for a drive, I'm like, oh he's dead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he did, he did. Pretty um, much. But there, there was that. Um there was this this, uh, this episode felt like a lot of pointless. Yeah, it was um, basically just the main thing was Pope's stuff. The, but there, the enti- I did oh, go ahead. The entire thing with Cochise and his dad was really pointless. I thought it was weird. I thought it would have been a really uh, cooler storyline if there was any buildup instead of Cochise all of a sudden being like, Kidley's failing, out. Like, what are you talking about? Like, was there any buildup to that that I just missed? No. Like, like if... There, there was zero build. I mean, my reaction to the fact that he was like, dude, I'm dying, was their reaction to dude, I'm dying? Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess is kind of realistic. I was like, Whoa. Okay, wait, hold on, no, you can't leave. You're coaches. Even like, I love how uh, Weaver doesn't like Shaq. He's like, I'm not working with Shaq. He ain't no coaches. He's the OC, original coaches. OV, original bone. Uh, I, that was kind of pointless. And then, like, is he going to leave? Like, to go lead? I don't know how hierarchy in the Volm work. I, I think he could but, get a higher rank, but I, I think I don't think he'll not be around as much. I mean, he's not around all the time, but I think that the, that could help because his dad was kind of a dick. And like, I think having somebody in charge that's more sympathetic to the cause could help in the final battle. So I think that could pay off, maybe. Yeah. Um, unless they're really mad that he kind of accidentally <laughs> killed his dad. Um, like, like that, at, Well, at that point, I was like, well, if you're gonna, like, make his dad die, and he's like, oh, well, I need to lead now because my dad's dead. Like, if you're gonna do that, you might as well have just killed him. I'm like, yeah. don't bring him back to life only to take him away from me again. Like, I think I, it, it was so random. Like, if there had been... Uh, like, it's kind of funny that our reaction, like you said, was the same as there. Like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? Uh, but, like, there, if there had even since the beginning of the season been little tiny hints, but it came out of left field, um, I thought there were some nice moments of it. Like, I liked just showing the bond between Kochi's and, like, the second mass and stuff um, and showing how they've grown to love each other. I liked that yeah. bit. I thought there were some nice ideas behind him trying to get closure with his dad and, like, helping Anne get closure with Lexi. I just kind of wish Lexi was alive, though. Even though when I saw her again, I'm like, holy shit, she looks just like Daenerys from Game of Thrones. I just <laughs> noticed that. It's probably because that's like all that's on my brain. 
but um, yeah, I thought there was some nice elements to it, but the storyline definitely came out of left field. Uh, and I think the dad would have been alive if she hadn't stuck around watching the Pope Fest. Like they're like, quick, we got to get the car battery, and then she's just sitting there watching Pope and like, get in there, Coachy's dad is dying. Like they waited way too long. Uh, well, how long was he dying? Like they were just sitting there shooting the shit. <laughs> they were like, like he could have been dead for like two soon, hours. Like, <laughs> like he hasn't woken up yet. It's been three days. Like, well, he started to smell, but we figured alien probably smells already. <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, well, how long were you just shooting the shit there, not realizing that this guy was dead? Didn't you check his little iPad that he left you <laughs> to check his vitals? He had the app open. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that was that was kind of funny. Um, you know what's really random and annoying is Pope's always been a loose cannon, but Anthony being a complete dick. Oh my god, I, he's the worst. Like I've never liked him because he's always kind of just been there to me. Yeah, but, that's like, exactly. This is so dumb. Like, oh, you take the weapon of a soldier, and you know, fuck these guys. I'm like, <laughs> fuck you. Good black guy voice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's my but, black guy. Um, but yeah, like he, like you said, he's always just kind of been there. He's been kind of a a background character that you recognize. Like instead of like, oh hey, all of a sudden here's a member of the second mass we're highlighting that we've never seen before because he's gonna die this week. It's like he's never been a, a central character. He hasn't gotten much storylines. The the closest he got until now to a storyline was his flirtation with the other Spike girl. Uh, that just recently died and um so that really was completely out of character even for like someone who was in the background he's always been like this loyal soldier to weaver and the idea that he would lead Anne to her death was just way out there for like a way overreaction <laughs> to what they are doing to him which i totally get that he actually did see something last week and they didn't believe him but he has been kind of on edge and uh, the idea that he would try to kill her is like a way overreaction because not only has she personally never did anything to him, but she's like the doctor to all these other people that haven't done anything to him that have nothing to do with anything. So yeah. I, I kind of hate him more than Pope. That's like pissing in the water supply. Yeah, exactly. Why would you do that? Unless like you're just really into piss. <laughs> he wanted to choke Shinka, but he was in the wrong show. <laughs> He just started peeing and just kept creaming, creaming. Oh God! He just started <laughs> screaming, "Choshinka!" And no, uh, told me uh, that's how I make lemonade. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's see what else. Like, like with Pope, I, it'll be interesting to see where they go next week. I think at this point he's pretty much beyond saving, unless they do some sort of like he has a last minute change of heart and save somebody before he dies. But I don't see him rejoining the group, which. Pope's character's kind of always been all over the place. Like, I really hate him when he is whiny at the Masons and always just kind of heckling in the background. But he also has had his moments throughout the series. Like, he can be really funny. He's had a few, like, really nice redemptive moments where he's actually saved people. So, like I said, he's very all over the place with him. I'm not sure whether they just kept deciding back and forth what they were going to do with him. But uh, I, I'm glad to see that it'll finally probably be resolved next week, one way or the other. Yeah, I I, I like how he shaved his head to 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 further the Breaking Bad joke. Pretty much, like, <laughs> like it was almost like too campy in a way, and he looks so funny without it. Yeah, I I don't like it. I'm like, <laughs> like can you change it back? Can you just like pick it up and glue it back on? 
and um, and he chose to take Hal. I think he was going to go for Ben, but then he saw Ben practicing lifting cars up with his skitter powers, and he's uh, like, you he, know what? Uh, Maybe I should take him. Failed so hard yeah, to try to kidnap Ben. <laughs> I don't know. I think Matt actually probably would have been the easiest choice. Although Hal gets thrown around a lot, but like Matt's like this less experience of all three of them. So, but I guess it's going to be Hal. I don't think he'll die. I don't see that happening right now. On the plus side, if any of them do die, you're like, well, you only had six episodes left anyway. Pretty much. <laughs> At least it would put it into that pesky love triangle. That is true. Maggie and I, Ben could just go fuck all day long. <laughs> Maggie would be like, well, I'm kind of upset, but at least I can just go be with Ben. <laughs> um, I can soothe my spiky desires. <laughs> um, and the only other thing that I can think of note that happened was Tom had another little encounter with the original Skitters, and he was trying to ask them who they were or more about them, and they were very dodgy. I think they mentioned something about the greater threat, but it was very quick, and I didn't really understand what they were saying. Like, it was something along the lines of, uh, to them we are. Oh, okay. And that was about all I got from it. So, that's kind of a good thing, because, like, if they were going to go another season, maybe they can introduce the bigger bad of aliens, but to introduce another alien faction that's more evil than the Ishveni with six episodes left... It's kind of ridiculous. And all roads seem to be leading to Washington, D.C. for this this storyline going on right now. So hopefully we can get on that as soon as we get done with Pope. Type in about the Pope. <laughs> I love Pope. <laughs> I.P. Lady Pope. <laughs> A solo funeral that no one else got to go to. Because everyone just thought her name was Lady Pope. They didn't even know her name was Sarah. <laughs> And what was that like? You want a funeral? Fuck your shovel! I'm like, you just for the metal part in there. Like, it's not even gonna melt. Like, yeah, um, all these outbursts. So random. It's like, oh, you find everything's my fault. Just shoot me in the head right here, right now. And he's just kind of like, no, it's too it's like, easy. <laughs> like, well, if you're gonna do that, I'm not gonna do it in front of you. Uh, but it it was really funny. Like I mentioned in the beginning, that's kind of like the audience reaction every time pope does that like no matter what their plan is like it's uh, even if it's like a good plan like he just always heckles from the background like look i got water from everyone suck you mason <laughs> suck you that's gross <laughs> that's the real thing it's gonna be some slash fic for pope and mason next week i bet there already is but um yeah it's just stuffs aliens falling skies bring back lexi <laughs> Yes, please. This episode confirmed that. Pretty much, Lexi confirmed. Either look how many times. Look how many times Tom has died and just walked right back in the camp. Why can't she be like, "Hey, just went to the Gap." <laughs> you know, shopping. I got my hair did. <laughs> <laughs> got it dyed back. You know, they have a whole salon open there. The rebel groups that aren't us aren't fighting. They're just opening up salons. <laughs> All right, I think that about covers it for Falling Skies. Um, now, the sort of main event is Ant-Man. How we, fucking amazing Ant-Man. was that? Ant-Man was a really great movie. <laughs> I, I liked it a lot. It was just, it was really entertaining in it, and it was so different too because it was like, it was like a superhero heist movie, which was really neat. 
like right down to like the sequences where like they would highlight like details of the plan and like planning what they were gonna do like in heist movies was really fun yeah <laughs> um it was really cool and what i really like is i love how it was standalone but yet still tied to the universe and i mean obviously it would be tied to the universe but like managed to weave itself in some of the larger universe stuff but while not letting that take over it mm-hmm. like there was some people complaining that it wasn't more involved in like some of the main plots and like, I was like, I not, wouldn't want that. I like to take rip break. on the the MCU, but like the last two movies I had a fucking blast with was Ant Man and Guardians, both very singled out uh, movies that do tie into the main MCU story for sure. But like at the core, they're two independent movies, and I've loved both of them. Because I like to take a break from it. Like, especially after Ultron, I don't want to go right into another thing. And and, um, these characters, even the ones that are part of the main Avengers storyline, need to go off and have their own chance to shine by themselves. Um, So I love taking a break from that. And I thought this movie was an excellent balance of uh, being weaved into it um, while being on its own. Like, you know, the, the references of I like when Hank originally like tells scott about all of this and he says we should call the avengers Mm -hmm. and they cut out one of my favorite lines from the trailer where he goes i know it sounds crazy now that i just said it out loud (laughs) or the 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 main scene which was spoiled by the trailers which is really annoying because i had no idea it was going to happen but when they were breaking into what they thought was an old stark warehouse ended up being avengers headquarters and he faces (laughs) off with falcon that would have been a huge surprise it was i don't know why they did that it was and it was like days before. Like it wasn't like this has been in the trailer since the beginning. This like, was like it, days. If before. it was like a week after launch or something, sure to get people like going, "Hey, look, there's an Avenger guy in this movie. Go see it." But like to do it right before the launch of the movie, it's like that would have been such a great scene to yeah, to not really be spoiled. Like it was, still was a lot better scene than I thought. Uh, yeah, for sure, it, but like the trailers made it seem like. The little teasers, I thought it was like near the end of the movie where maybe he tries to recruit him. So it was a little bit of a nice surprise when they were getting ready to do this heist and he's, you know, falling down towards it and you see the Avengers logo and you're like, oh shit. So that was kind of a, a small surprise to it. Yeah. Um, but like it would have been all over a really good surprise. But uh, it didn't stop the scene from being really enjoyable of like he won and i love i loved all the fights in this movie because of how unique ant-man's powers were they made uh-huh. for some really unique fights but they were fantastic I, <laughs> like i loved the fight with falcon just for the fact that he was so apologetic throughout the whole thing like he was he was beating falcon i think mainly because you know his powers were so surprising to falcon and you couldn't really figure out how to fight him right away and i like that he was sitting there defeating him and dismantling his suit and apologizing and saying like i'm sure you're a great guy like <laughs> i love that like it was really funny and i loved when he was small and he's like i don't think he can see me i can see you <laughs> oh. the, oh, the the humor in this movie was top it was like right from the beginning baskin robbins nose and <laughs> Uh, Luis's friend was he was just fantastic like when he would ask for a breakdown and he started giving the wrong details like describing like his favorite kind of wine or something like oh that was so fantastic or uh, when he showed him the powers and that one guy says this is the work of gypsies 
uh, just so many funny moments or when they arrived at the final battle and they see the cop cars and just back it up, back, back it up, just a little bit, back, back it up. Like, <laughs> God, it was so funny. It was just, it was just great uh, with all of that. Um, and uh, I guess since I talked about the fight scenes already, just the, the final fight scene was just amazingly awesome. Like, uh, I was so sick of seeing it in the trailers, but the, the the whole thing with the Thomas train was still fucking great. Yeah, like <laughs> what was great about it was how it would zoom into those two, and it would be like this epic fight with huge music, and then it would zoom out to show how tiny it actually was. Yeah. So like, you got the music pounding and explosions, and they knock over this huge train, and then you zoom out, and you just hear like a little tiny squeaking noise. And uh, stuff like the the music, he's using the giant discs on the Thomas the Tank, and it going through the house, and uh, it was just so innovative. And uh, when they were in the briefcase, and he says, mm-hmm. "I'm gonna what did he say disintegrate you or something," and it starts playing a song, yeah, in the iPod, uh, <laughs> just and just the the changing from changing sizes and. All of that made for some really fun to watch fight scenes. Like it's just, just plain fun to watch. Whether yeah, he was fighting uh, Yellow Jacket or just guards, it was just fun to watch him fight guards. <laughs> I like when they broke in and he's like, "Oh, boss man said I need to check this place." He's like, "I'm the boss." Oh, just punches him. <laughs> <laughs> Pena did a great job in this movie. Like uh, it, I, I want him in more movies. He was yeah, great. <laughs> He needs to be just like, like George and I were talking. He just needs to be in the Avengers, just like as like you know their B team, just like <laughs> just in Civil War, just whatever. Maybe he should join Shield. He can just join Coulson's Shield. <laughs> I don't know. Like they they were really like the Marvel movies always have really good humor, but this one was like except especially exceptionally funny uh, with all of that. And I have to say, Bobby Newport makes a great superhero. He does. Like <laughs> it's crazy. Like. If you would have told me that the guy from 40-Year-Old Virgin that made the Boner Jams 05 tape <laughs> or 03 or whatever was going to be a superhero, I would allow Because I, I really love Paul Rudd. I, I love the, all the movies that he's in, and I love you, man, and 40-Year-Old Virgin. And I always liked, liked him as a comedic actor. And so it was like a very surprised casting for me. And that's what Marvel seems to be doing lately with that, like – I would have never when I first started watching Parks and Rec. If you told me he was going to be a superhero, and I would have never guessed. Like it's like I always laugh at that honest trailer where they're like, "Lol, we're going to turn him into a sex symbol." Yeah, and I just think that's really funny. And he did a really good job. Um, that he was able to bring some of the the humor and delivery that he brings to his comedic roles, but also that he could be more more of a serious character. Uh, that I really liked him as Scott, and I love the choice that they made with that um, to to go for the second Ant Man. I mean, the, they didn't change it so that uh, Hank was never Ant Man. Yeah, but they they, but, they handled it great. I really like what they did. Yeah, um, by making Hank a lot older of a character and going with uh, Scott and like not really dicking around with any of it. Like he yeah. was still Ant Man. He didn't like anyone, so he didn't work with anyone. Uh, yeah. They still introduced Wasp, both Janet Wasp and Hope Wasp. So, <laughs> yeah, apparently, I don't have a ton of information, but I read somewhere that, like in the comics, Hope was actually a villain. But I think they might reverse it. 
and have maybe the mom come out of hyperspace at some point in a future movie and be evil. Ah, maybe. It's just like that's the way – I mean I think that regardless if they do anything villain-wise, I'm pretty sure the mom's going to come back in a future movie just based on some of the hints. called Queen Bee and – just. And uh, yeah, and because uh, some of the, few, the the hints they did at it, and the very fact that he was able to come out of it, uh, definitely hinted some kind of return, whether she's going to be villainous or not. And I assume she might be the same age she was when they went in. Since yeah, probably. Time yeah. means nothing, so that should be interesting for whatever future. Yeah, the, I I think Ant Man Two is going to focus a lot on that because i don't know they're, i mean they didn't even announce it yet but um i hope it does well enough to warrant a, a two yeah because i heard it didn't do quite as well which it, it, it's second lowest only to incredible hulk <laughs> like it's so weird because like i can see why in a way because if you don't know that it's in marvel you might not you know right away know it's a marvel movie and it's got kind of a funny name being ant-man and but then like Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess I guess is a more appealing sounding name, but they, they seem lesser known than Ant Man to me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they did like phenomenally. I, I think it's just one of those. I I honestly feel it's a lot to do with names. Like yeah. you, when you go into a movie like Guardians of the Galaxy, you're like, oh, this is gonna be big. It's a fucking galaxy. Yeah. Like, Guardians. This is Ant Man. This is big. And then you got like Ant Man. Like that's not thrilling whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, but it, I, I hope word of mouth kind of uh, spins it a little bit. Like yeah. not so great of an opening weekend, but have a little bit more longevity because most of the reviews I've seen and just people's reaction has been extremely positive. Yeah. So I'm hoping more people see that and they're like, hey, maybe this movie isn't stupid after all. Let's go see it. And then it ends up making more money eventually. And it's still releasing in other countries too, I believe. And and we know that he's going to be, the character is going to be in Civil War. And I imagine he'll be in the Avengers movie, the next one. I I can't imagine he won't be involved in it because Ant-Man is an Avengers member. So, you know, in the comics and stuff. So I can't imagine he won't be in the next Avengers movie. So we know he'll at least have roles in the universe, but I definitely hope he gets another solo movie, especially with how enjoyable this one was. And and I, I'm interested in just them, not necessarily having to be in an Avengers movie. Um, but yeah, I definitely hope so too. It is, it is kind of disappointing. It didn't do as well. Like I really wasn't worried after guardians did so well, because I would argue that guardians, before the movie was the, the least known property out of all the Marvel right. movies. I mean, I guess Ant-Man is too. Maybe it's just my perspective because both Ant-Man and Guardians, I merely knew of their existence before I watched Earth's Mightiest Heroes. Yeah. And, and yeah, I left Earth's Mightiest Heroes knowing more about Ant-Man than I did Guardian. Exactly. So maybe, <laughs> maybe that's just my perspective. But Guardians was only in Earth's Mightiest Heroes like twice or something. Yeah. Two or three times. So like, but they're they're still probably the two least known brands, and like I was ha- very happily surprised at how well Guardians did, and now it's very well known. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it definitely deserves to do better than it, it's done. Um, but that didn't take away from like how awesome it was. Um, I'm trying to think of other various talking points throughout it. We got to see new old. Howard Stark and I mentioned before I actually <laughs> preferred the second one I think he looks a lot closer to the to- way Tony looks 
not that this guy's like a bad actor or anything. It's just, and it seems weird with how like good they do with like consistency to have something like that, where like yeah, I there was a reason they had to replace know. him, but to bring him back seems weird and inconsistent. I mean, he had the Hulk chain his face, but I, most people don't even remember the, the Incredible Hulk's part of that universe. Um, yes, and, and uh, Agent Carter was in it as well. And they were building uh, one of the Helicarriers, I think it was. Or was it Lemurian Star? I don't remember. They were building something mm-hmm. that was important later. So that was kind of neat. And I, and I like that they showed Hank had a history with Stark and he was mistrusting of him, and which makes him mistrusting of Tony as well. Um, now and so, uh, so that was some nice little things going on there. Um, trying to think, there was something. Ye- Yellow Jacket's suit looked really cool. Um, I think that was a, which is a problem a lot of people have in the movies, which I can agree. Which is probably one of my only negatives is he was kind of one of those more one note Marvel villains that was just kind of a maniacal gen- generic villain. Yeah. I think there could have been more time spent on making you understand exactly why he was so mad at Hank. It was just kind of like, oh, he didn't tell me a secret, so I'm mad now. Yeah, and I also wish they did a little bit better of a job of explaining that, like, the particles were making him go nuts. Yeah, I was uh, listening to an IGN discussion on that, and they said that they needed to do a better job of distinguishing particle insane guy and before because he was kind of the same dick before and after like i didn't notice a change he was just kind of always a dick uh so there there was some cool i think some potentially cool character traits there that just weren't fleshed out well and and i can definitely agree with because i I love the marvel movies but i can definitely agree with people that on the majority a lot of the movies do have weaker villains but sometimes I don't care. Like, not that I don't like good villains, but when the hero and like the other characters are interesting and entertaining enough to me, sometimes it doesn't matter to me. Like in the case of this, mm-hmm. like I liked Ant Man and all the other characters so much, and, and watching uh, their stories and watching the humor that I really wasn't overly concerned, and I thought the bad guy filled his role. And uh, but the, the series does have good villains. I mean, you have Loki, and which I think obviously is one of the stronger villains, and I think Winter Soldier is a fantastic villain. Uh, yeah, for the series. Speaking of, we basically just got a Winter Soldier Captain America post credit scene. <laughs> um, they they captured Bucky. The the amount of people that didn't catch it because they left after the mid credit scene is fantastic. Oh yeah, I'm not making that mistake again. Well, I mean, I guess after Avengers they didn't do it, which is the only time. But it's it's funny like. I forget other movies will do that sometimes. Like Terminator had a post-credit scene, mm-hmm. but I didn't know it. So it was like, as soon as the credits were done, I'm like, yay, I can leave and pee if I want to. Like, because <laughs> I always seem to have to pee at the end of the Marvel movies. But uh, so yeah, it's funny because I'm trying to think. This one seemed like I, I liked having an after-credit scene like that because I think it perfectly will lead into the next major movie, which is Civil War. But I feel like. I'm trying to remember all the other ones, but it was, like, the least connected to the movie it was attached to. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Like, it had zero to do with, like, anything. It was just setting up Civil War stuff. Yeah, like... Other than Falcon going, I know a guy, to to bring in how Ant-Man's in Civil War. But, that, like, that was really about it. Yeah, um... So, but, it, like, it was a good scene for that, and to check in with that, especially since... A Civil War has a lot to do, so showing that they have him, I think, is a good thing. 
Um, which is why one of the huge advantages the superhero TV shows have over the movies is being able to show things over time. And mm-hmm. like, they have to do a lot of stuff off screen here. Um, but cause I'm trying to think cause Avengers didn't have one last one. Previous Avengers was just Emmy and Swarma and like guardians sort of tied into there. So it was definitely the most disconnected from it, but I really wasn't mad about it. I just thought it was interesting to have that. And there was that, uh, it was a very small little Spider-Man mention. Yeah. When, uh, which apparently they've said they didn't do it intentionally, but I think that they probably like filmed a bunch of different versions of that scene like they do and then included it after they knew they got the rights, maybe. Yeah, it, it's possible. I mean, all you have is their word of mouth. So yeah. it, it's hard to tell whether they're being honest or not. But like, There was a rumor going around a couple of months ago, before the movie came out, that like this movie was gonna feature like hints at the Spider-Man movie, like somehow yeah. hinted Oscorp and stuff, which could have been kind of neat. I'm kind of glad they didn't. Like, I think that the most I would want to see is maybe like see an Oscorp building or something. Maybe it would be neat, or like a logo, kind of like mm-hmm. in Man of Steel when you see like you know Wayne Tech and stuff like that. Um, that that's like as far as I'd want it to go. But I, it's nice to have a little mention just to give the idea that. He's out there and, and sort of slowly set it up. He's going to be appearing in the next movie, so that's his thing. It's kind of like uh, with Spider-Man, we're sort of taking the approach of, in a sort of similar way to the way Batman is in, in DC's universe, is that we're kind of jumping in where he's already started. Yeah. Like with everyone I'm, else. I'm fine yeah. with that. We've sat through so many Spider-Man origin stories. Yeah, that- exactly. I'm fine with just kind of going head first, like a quick, hey, this is Peter Parker, he's a kid thing. Look at him shoot webs, and he can climb walls, and okay, back to Civil War. Like, I don't need any more than... Yeah, I don't even need that, really. He everybody knows Spider-Man's character. So, like, we're kind of diving into a world where he's already been working, kind of like Batman, except with less Ben Affleck, and more <laughs> unknown guy whose name I don't even remember at this point. He's not Butterfield, that's all I remember. Yes, I can't believe it's not Butterfield. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the bottom line is, Ant-Man was a really great movie, and if you haven't seen it, definitely go see it. If you're still on the fence, definitely, definitely go see it. I yelled at my dad. They didn't go see it? Because, like, I went and saw it uh, last Saturday, and then I went over to their house to use the pool, and so I was just kind of just floating around, and so Dad started talking to me, and Mom had told me previously, uh, after I told her that it was really good, that he said that it was stupid and he wasn't going to go see it. And so I, I, see was like, I was like, you have to go see it. It was amazing. And he was like, really? It looked really stupid. Ant-Man, I don't even know what that is, because he doesn't know jack shit about like all the superhero stuff. Yeah. Uh, but he goes and watches all the movies. But uh, and so I'm like, no, you have to go see it. I don't know if he has yet or not. But uh, I, I was like, no, 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 don't be ignorant. You have to. <laughs> don't be ignorant, man. <laughs> this is an important social issue. Uh, I feel like he's a good representation, and probably the reason it didn't do as well is like the majority of people are like, oh, Ant Man, that sounds dumb. Which yeah. I. I totally forgot to mention, just real quick, like, how well done, like, the actual ants were, um, in terms of, like, their use, and, like, I love how they used all these different kinds of ants, and, and, you know, gave them each purpose, and, like, tasks and stuff, and 
unfortunately making us bond with a flying ant called Antony and then killing it off. Um, but that was really well done. Like when you just thinking about it, it is kind of some sillier elements to his power, but I thought they handled it very well. And like taking away the ants part, like the idea of a soldier that could shrink and stuff like, like the yellow jacket guy presented at the beginning does make sense Mm -hmm. from a tactical. Absolutely. So I think it's less silly than people think. Um, and I, I just thought that the the way the ants were done was very entertaining and very endearing. R.I.P. Anthony. Yes. <laughs> the best ant of all time, ensuring that I'll never kill another ant. But like I said, bees are still dead. They're the worst. Yeah. They need to just go back to their home planet. <laughs> oh, there it is. All right, so now that we're all done talking about Ant-Man, I think. Uh, <laughs> Wait. Okay, we're done. Okay. okay. I need to think about horror. I to get that last tiny thought in. <laughs> get it. it was so small you couldn't even hear it. Uh-huh. Just like my brain. <laughs> Truth. Uh, so now it is time for the first ever tweet tweet motherfucker. Hardcore from the streets. And more squeaking noises from the I streets. Know, I don't know if that's going to be a daily thing or not. That might have been a one time only. It depends but, if the background tweeter is sleeping or not when this gets recorded. But <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, we pulled uh, two questions each, so four because that's all it's here. Um, I it, it depends on how many questions we have backed up. Uh, we might only pluck one each um, in the future, but since we were supposed to technically start this last week and we waited till this week because we weren't prepared. Uh, so we, we plucked for this time. Uh, so again, if you your question is not read yet, um, don't worry. I have them all saved, and we will pluck them as accordingly. Because yeah, um, there was a we, couple that require a bit more thinking than like five seconds. Yeah, to deliver a good um, answer. Because we were prepared. Trust me. We were way prepared, but <laughs> still not quite. We need like extra preparing for thinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. especially we have to turn our brains on and stuff, and that's just complicated. Uh, so we're picking these again. If your question isn't read, uh, just stay put, and we will get to it at some point. If we never get to it, it means we didn't like it. <laughs> so <laughs> that's how it works. There's only that's truth. True. There's only truth here in tweet tweet motherfucker land. Um, My favorite land. So okay, right off the bat, um, we're pulling a question from Andrew Booth sixteen. Uh, how many downloads do you usually get per episode across all formats and distribution places? Um, so Podbean is supposed to record everything, um, and I believe it does. I believe it um, hits all iTunes pings, all um, downloads from the the actual site, and all plays from the site it does not account for the media fire downloads so um i i know i actually don't have the media fire downloads and now there is a cat in front of my keyboard the answer is cats i'm trying to type media fire um so i'll get that real quick um but um on average don't hit the microphone please um it it, it's really sporadic it it's anywhere from 500 uh to to a thousand it really depends um weekly if i can uh pull up 
that data. I'm trying to find it. Don't steal my shipping label, you stupid thing. The cat stole the stupid, la- stupid label. Stupid. <laughs> shipping stupid, stupid. Um, the most played episode in the last three months, according to Podbean, is season two. Of she just pulled it right out of the printer, you little thief. Season t- she just pulled it right out of the printer is my <laughs> um, favorite show. Is like- season six, episode two. So the one where Aerosol was on, we talked about the Flash finale. Um, that was played 1,055 times in the last three months. Um, to me, it's been played for centuries. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the uh, season five finale is actually the next one that was um, played that often. Um, so let's see if I can... How many of these are Kiefer, though? <laughs> <laughs> All of them. Actually, I bet Kiefer has it downloaded and like backed up. In cataloged manuscripts. How do I look at individual episodes? I don't know. Um, so real quick, just looking at uh, the the media fire downloads, um, I'm looking at anywhere between twenty and forty hits for the media fire downloads. Um, so th- those aren't uh, in the actual uh, episodes, but the Google Analytics is that what I want? I don't know what I want exactly from this. Top 10 most played episodes. Season 6, episode 10 has been played 339 epi- or 339 episodes. 339 times. So you're looking at about uh, 400 plays uh, in a week on average. Um, and then it kind of declines from there as more and more people listen but so um on average an episode of our over the course of a couple months can get up to a thousand listens which doesn't seem right to me but that's fine there's like 10 people (laughs) i'll listen it's just it's the same 10 people listening like 100 times makes sense that's all it is uh so thanks for that um i actually never really talked about uh like uh, our actual statistics numbers so that was a good question and now i can't go look at the rest of the fucking questions because a cat's butt is on my keyboard Uh, there we go so next up uh we have uh kevin phantom thong uh at mr moonshark he says uh what do you enjoy eating handfuls of (laughs) oh yes Um, so many dirty jokes that could happen. So Kevin's answer would be balls or yes, your exactly. mother. Handfuls of your mother. Um, truthfully, um, I would probably go with popcorn. I mean, it's pretty I obvious. Love popcorn. Um, it's been in the canon since the beginning. Um, I could also eat handfuls of cheese sticks, um, cheese balls, anything related to cheese, really. Um, peanut butter M&Ms is another thing I could eat handfuls of. Um, steak bites. Just steak, just handfuls, <laughs> just full handfuls on of actual steak. Um, I could totally eat, but uh, yeah, those, the, that's my biggie. Popcorn would be my singular handful snack. I think mine is mainly peanut M and M's. I eat those a lot. I really like those. You and Aerosol are peanut butter people. I are <laughs> peanut people. I'm a peanut butter person. I like peanut butter too. They're just something about the peanut M and M's. I don't know. So it's like eating healthy, but not. <laughs> okay. And he said, also, what's your favorite corn chip? What? I don't know. Wait. It was a part two of the question. I was just reading it. Like, what Like categories? Are like tortilla chips? Like, and, and Fritos and Doritos? And... 
I'm ju- I'm just gonna go with Doritos and hope that's a proper answer to the question. I um, do like nacho cheese Doritos. Only nacho cheese, nothing else. Fuck you, Corn I, Ranch. I like nacho cheese Doritos, but I feel like I eat more Fritos when I do eat corn chips, so I'll just go with that, I guess. There you go. Success. <laughs> this is a Togu podcast about <laughs> Fritos. <laughs> um, next up is Corey Gong. <laughs> at uh, Frozen Stratos uh, he says if you break a toy from your collection is your first reaction to buy a new one or try to fix it somehow um, for me it depends on the break um, if it's very minor if it's just like an antenna broke or like a sword broke or if it's an accessory I'll just put the accessory away and not probably look at it. not even try happen. to fix it um, but if, if it's a, an aesthetic of the, the character is like, I said, as long as it's not major, I'll probably try to fix it. But if it, if it's to the point where it's like broken, then I'll probably try to buy a new one. It, it, it depends on the item too. I mean, if it's yeah. something that's really important to me, then I'll try to get a new one. But if it's just kind of like a, a no name figure, I might just try to fix it and deal with it. So it, it's, it's a lot of depending, uh, for this one. <laughs> Yeah, that that pretty much sums it up. I mean, it depends on the figure and what happened to it. Like, my heat metal, like, antenna broke, and I glued it. I, I kept a lookout for a replacement if I ever found it cheap, but it never did get cheap. And, uh, like, not a Chico, I honestly didn't care enough. <laughs> and she's an exclusive, so it's, I didn't feel like hunting her down. And yeah, it really does depend. Like, the Gokai gun I replaced right away because it was right when Gokai was out, so I was really into it. And I wanted one that worked. Um, and it, like, if it's something expensive, that's going to be hard to, to track down that I don't care as much about, I won't go after it. But like, if I, let's say were to accidentally somehow scratch the shit out of the face on my graphite ranger figure, I would replace that because it's like seven bucks. It's not like a yeah. $30 figure you could go get. Um, but yeah, it really is a case by case basis. But I, I think overall my reaction would probably be to try to fix it. Um, but like I said, if it's really bad, then ow, fuck my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> I replaced my eyeball. It's that time of night where Maymay is really active and just is now thwapping me in the face <laughs> repeatedly with her tail <laughs> while trying to nuzzle my Gaim figure boxes. <laughs> uh, uh, and lastly, we have a question from Fize Daniel, and I picked this one in particular because I forgot to mention it earlier. Uh, and it, it made me upset. He said, thoughts on the uh, shock passing of the president of Nintendo, Satoru Iwata. Um, I really forgot to mention this uh, earlier on in the nudes or Ramble Time or anywhere, really. Um, but yeah, he, he passed away uh, earlier or, or late last week, I think. I don't remember exactly when it fell. Sometime last week. Um, but uh, it, it was... It was really surprising. I know he was ill, and he—I mean—he didn't make it to E3 two years in a row um, because of his illness. He had a surgery or two, I know. Um, but it, it's one of those things where, like, you just—you look at him, and he's like, "Okay, well, he—he he looks pretty healthy," and you—you you don't ever really think about it. And then it just kind of happened, and it was—it was really sudden. It wasn't like an even, oh, he's hospitalized thing pray for him or whatever it, it just sort of happened and uh it's it's upsetting he he was he's been the president of nintendo for a while now and 
say what you will about like the state of the Wii U or the company in general or anything. Um, they did some really magical stuff in the time that he was president, and uh, they'll be really hard set to to find someone that that had his level of um, ingenuity. I think for sure. Wasn't there something like not too long ago where like there was something about him stepping down from certain responsibilities, but like he was fine. Um, yeah, I he, like I, like, I, th- I think so. Cause um, I remember them being have, like, Oh, he's probably doing look. it because of his health. And they're like, Oh no, 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 he's fine. I'm like, well, that was clearly a lie. <laughs> some sort. Uh, but yeah, cause I remember that it didn't seem like it was that long ago. Maybe it was sometimes time is weird for me. Yeah. It, uh, time but, is really weird in general. But it just seemed like these. It seemed like he was doing better. That's what I thought. Oh yeah, this. I mean, like the he did multiple Nintendo directs, and I mean, he did all the voice work for their little Star Fox Muppet skit. Yeah, and stuff, and he was just fine then. And so, like, it, it was it was really sudden. And celebrity deaths don't really do much to me, because um, there's just no relation there. But. There was something about his that that really got to me. I think it's just because I am such a Nintendo fan, and like so many of the franchises that I follow and love were in part in some fashion to this guy. And so it it uh, it, it was. I'm not gonna say it was rough, but it, it's just it's upsetting. It's sad. In the words of Leslie, no, I sad. <laughs> Uh, but like I said, it's going to be hard to to replace someone with uh, with a with a mind like his and dedication like his. Um, stories started popping up about when he used to be a developer that just completely blew my mind. Um, so like like our our podcast slogan is dedication unrivaled. Like his entire life was dedication unrivaled. <laughs> so uh, that was really great. Like apparently he. Like when developing Pokemon Stadium, like just ported the entire uh, Pokemon battle system to from like the Game Boy system to the N64 system uh, from scratch with Aren't like you? not looking at anything. He just fucking did it. I got this. <laughs> he was. He was. He was probably one of the best developers of his time for sure. And I had no fucking idea until now. So. I don't remember where I heard it, but I feel like I heard something that, like on the day he died, he like attended a meeting not too long before or something. Yeah. Oh yeah, it was um, probably week, week and a half, because uh, he had a meeting with the stockholders um, shortly before I went to nationals, like the day, the day I was traveling, I think to nationals, and then he passed like two weeks later. It's like crazy. That's like some warrior shit right there. <laughs> like it's a dedication unrivaled the person. Like that's crazy. Oh, well, I I have no idea. I don't think Miyamoto's gonna become president of Nintendo. I just don't see that happening. Um We'll see. I mean I I don't know any real staff at Nintendo besides Nintendo politics. The, the big three. Nintendo Republicans, Nintendo Democrats, who knows? I think the only other person I knew besides Iwata Miyamoto and uh, um, Reggie was like Aonuma because he does all the uh, Zelda games. That was really about it. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. I, I don't think the company's going to crumble or anything like that. 
Um, I, what if I'm, they do something crazy and appoint the guy that made Metal Gear Solid president? Just <laughs> <laughs> all of a sudden. <laughs> this uh, Metal Gear game is his last one. He needs something new to do. That'd be, that'd be like fantastic in the worst possible way. I actually would vote for the one million true sky. Like, what about <laughs> him? <laughs> like, he should I would, be there. I would vote for Naoki. <laughs> that would be amazing. Right, he's got to have vote. his vice president as his translator guy. Right, yeah. Naoki? <laughs> the random guy from the streets. That would be amazing. <laughs> be like amazingly hilarious to see them do directs and be in the puppet show. <laughs> Oh man, good times. Uh, so that uh, that wraps up for the first tweet tweet motherfucker segment. Um, tweet tweet motherfucker. There we go. See, <laughs> possibly another one-time thing. We don't know. Possibly, you never know. Um, that that might get leveled. Who knows? <laughs> Could Probably be like not. the dog all over again. <laughs> Uh, so that concludes that again please send in your questions at the RR podcast with the hashtag TTMF Um, I think that's fine to just use TTMF Um, it's not a heavily used hashtag so uh, it helps us sort of pick it out from the the needle of the haystack that is starting through George's tweets (laughs) Uh, that is true I will try to be more on top of saving them as they come in just in case uh, you or George go crazy. There's times where like he mentioned something and then like mentioned the podcast and then you replied and then there was this huge back. Oh. And forth. <laughs> I'll try to be on top of that too and delete us from it next time. Oh, uh. No biggie. But um, yeah, that is it. So uh, now it is time for Final Thingies MP3. Final Thingies! I am a thingy! And it's not final. All the stuff we just said before final thingies. Yep. Final thingies is the most pointless final segment ever. It's like the third movie in a trilogy, but we already solved everything in the first two movies. That's a perfect analogy. (laughs) It's like exactly what we do. So like final thingies used to be relevant. Um, It it was hardly ever relevant, really. (laughs) Is the show even? Sometimes. (laughs) No, even when we're on topic, we're not relevant. I said. (laughs) Uh, Enjoy the scans, people.